up your frozen dinners, grab your TV tray, and settle in for another episode of The Plus Platoon, your podcast for all things Disney Plus, brought to you by Disney Plus fans. Watch along with us every week as we cover all the new, the old, the good, and the bad on Disney Plus. So put down that remote, don't touch that dial, and welcome your fabulous Plus Platoon host. Hey everyone, welcome to the Plus Platoon. We're a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to revisit some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Make sure you're subscribed and you will never miss a minute. I'm going to bring in my girl, Kate. Kate, how you doing this evening? I'm so good to be back with my tuners. Yeah. Missed you guys last week. Uh-huh. Next, we have got Pete. Pete, how's your week? It's doing great. I had a great week. I don't know. It was uh, really good to be back with you guys. Um, I I kind of missed you guys last week. I know. Sure. I really missed you guys because I was sitting at a 105-degree baseball game. So, Ooh. yeah. And last but certainly not least, we've this week, we've got Sam. Sam. Hello. Good to see you guys. Good to be here. I missed you all. And I'm super excited to tell you, and I know you all know, but our audience that I will be, by the time this airs, I will likely be on the Disney Wish uh, on the Maiden Voyage. So I'm super excited. I won't be on the show for the next uh, uh, week. Yeah, next week um, I won't be on, but um, I'm very excited and I'll report back on all things Disney Wish. Sounds great. And as a reminder, at some point, I had gotten back from my trip to Disneyland, and we will be doing a recap show for that also. So stay tuned for that as well. Uh huh. But as we do, we've Kate, we've got two weeks of Disney Plus news to get through this time today. There's so much. There's so much in the Disney Plus news. Martin Freeman, who was Watson on Sherlock and Bilbo in The Hobbit, love him. Mm hmm. Agreed has confirmed that he is going to be appearing in Secret Invasion uh, when the series comes out. He has played CIA agent Everett Ross uh, in Captain America Civil War and Black Panther and has been confirmed to be in the upcoming Black Panther sequel. So that's exciting. Next up, I'm super pumped about this. Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio have been confirmed as appearing in the upcoming series Echo. Cox will reprise his role as Daredevil and D'Onofrio as Kingpin, who we saw being shot at the end of the Hawkeye series. Filming is going on for this uh, series with a premiere date likely in 2023. This is amazing stuff, you guys. Like, this is, we're bringing Netflix universe of Marvel into the MCU now. I mean, that's official. You cannot... You know, we we saw these little cameos of them in these other shows, right? We saw in Hawkeye, we saw Kingpin, and we saw um, we saw Charlie. Well, we saw Charlie Cox as Daredevil, as his character, the lawyer character. And now I'm blanking on which it was uh, Spider Man -Man. and Spider Man. So, but you know, we saw those could have just been like little cameos, but now they're in another series. I mean, it is fully part of the universe. How am I the one that got that one right? (laughs) <laughs> I know, I know. I uh, full disclosure, blanking. I still have not watched Superman, and so that was a little bit of a Spider-Man. Spoiler. Spider-Man, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I fumbled I and said Superman um, first. But I can um, also add on to what Sam was saying. 
as someone who has watched so much of the Marvel Universe, we are now on Jessica Jones season two. Ooh, love um, it. Uh, Daredevil is by far, in my opinion, the best of the of the television shows. So I'm excited to I see. Think, I think Jessica Jones is coming in too. Really? So it was just not officially announced today, but they just mm-hmm. said Jessica Jones is going to be on She-Hulk. Yeah. Yep. Man, okay. and that's like I love that one. It's real, not racy, but like her stuff gets really, really dark. So maybe that'll keep my attention then. Oh, sorry. And the villain, and the villain in um, the first season. Oh my oh! goodness! Oh, the, the villain. Yeah, and he was in. He was in the other Sherlock. Um, yeah, he was on Doctor Who. Yes. Yeah, he's yes. Doctor Who. Yeah, he's I, David I, David Tennant. Yeah. Yeah. We're 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 getting away from the news here. Sorry. No, sorry guys. But, uh, this is so I good. I do okay. think. I do think that anything Marvel brings in from there, they're definitely going to tone it down from what the, the yes. Netflix series were, especially yeah. like the Punisher. And, but even yeah. like Daredevil was very bloody. And I, 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 yeah. think, I think we won't see that even if they bring back those series. Yep. It'll be yeah. interesting to see what happens. Continuing yeah. with a new Marvel series, Wonder Man is in development, likely a comedy by the writers of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Community. Ooh. I know. Wonder Man was a Hollywood actor and stuntman, started as a villain, but reformed, became an Avenger, and developed feelings for the Scarlet Witch. This could create a tie into Doctor Strange 2, WandaVision, and upcoming Agatha House of Harkness series. So that's not though. <laughs> yeah. I don't well, and I don't know how they're gonna tie it in. I was like, I've, Scarlet seen that, I've actually I've actually seen that a couple different places. So yeah. But now that we, I've seen Multiverse of Madness, and I won't give any spoilers because I know we're, I haven't talked yeah, about it on the show yet. But like, I'm just not sure how they tie that in with, yeah, yep. Uh, next up, there is a light at the end of the tunnel of the Marvel tunnel for Derek, and it's <laughs> in the form of Light and Magic, a docu series about industrial light and magic, the leader in Hollywood special effects. A trailer was released this week, and the show premieres July 27th. And that will be going on our list. That will be made by us. Yeah. Well, Derek. Derek loves all those docu series. That's the, the those are his jam. The back, the special effects, and all that kind of Disney history stuff. I feel like that's that's right up Derek's alley. And it's a break from Marvel for him too. So, <laughs> the rest all, of us are like, we're okay a with lot Marvel. of Marvel though, isn't there's there? I mean, just there like yeah. To be fair to Derek, there is actually a little maybe too oh much Marvel coming oh, yeah. on the platform. We'll a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Continuing on, the Jude Law vehicle Star Wars skeleton crew has reportedly begun filming. No plot is known at this time, and the series will premiere in 2023. On Next up, on Thursday, December 15th, ABC will feature a celebration of the 30th anniversary of Beauty and the Beast. The show will combine the animated story with live performances of the songs as a tribute to the original movie. The show will stream on Disney Plus the next day. All right. Okay. And as a preview, that the show for us that week will be to celebrate its 30th anniversary. We're going to be diving back into the vault for the original Beauty and the Beast that week. Done. Not the live special. Perfect. So. A tale as old as time, you guys. <laughs> I love it. All right. Emmy nominations were released Tuesday. Tuesday. 
Tuesday and Disney Plus shows earned multiple. Among the shows getting nominations were Get Back, Chippendale, Book of Boba Fett, Star Wars Visions, Hawkeye, Loki, Moon Knight, and What If, all of which we have watched on the show. Um, And last but certainly not least, uh, Mm -hmm. the South Korean pop group BTS has signed a behind-the-scenes contract for their last special before taking a break as a band. BTS is currently the world's most popular band. Yeah, that they are a huge K-pop band. I mean, yeah, I, so, I didn't know they were taking a break. So I always thought BTS meant behind the scenes, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what BTS means. I don't know. <laughs> Pro- probably doesn't have a direct translation into English. No, probably not. So. All right, that's it for the Disney Plus News. Thank you, Kate. The kids mm-hmm. like them. Yeah. Kids these days. The kids. What the heck's the matter with? Oh, sorry. With the hula hoops. And with these kids machines. these days. Kids who can understand anything, no, they you, say. You, You're welcome. Um, okay. <laughs> now, it's been a while since we've covered this series. The thing we're going to start off with tonight is we have episodes three, four, and five of Miss Marvel that we need to talk about. Um, Pete, I'm going to start with you. Can you talk a little... Let's talk about her powers because her powers have really, really developed since episode two. Can you kind of talk about some of the origins of them? And, you know... For for sure. Um, So I'm not... Certainly not an expert on the comics or anything like that, but I will try to try to talk a little bit about that. So, like, uh, it appeared initially she got her power from the bangle that she got but as the story has progressed i think we've found out that she is a rel or she is related to the 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 jinn the jinn and um she uh or also known as the people from noor i think it was noor right that was the name yeah. of the uh the, the, the other dimension the parallel dimension um so uh, if you go back to the original comics, uh, I think she was basically an inhuman. And for anyone mm-hmm. that watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, she got her powers from the Terrigen Mist and was, uh, you know, became an inhuman, which gave her in the in the comics, I believe it was like stretchy powers or like yes. shape changing powers, I guess it would be yeah. um, in the series. Uh, instead of shape changing powers, they gave her this. Uh, I think it's called, they're calling it hard light or uh, solid light or something like that. And so she can, she can basically create these, uh, you know, these crystals and um, which then dissipate and she can use those powers to, uh, you know, punch people and create platforms that she can run up and down and things like that. And um, so the power from the, this is the impression I'm getting anyways, the power from the bangle is, really like in her from her inherited from her family. Correct. So whether or not she needs the bangle or not, I'm not completely sure because just in this last episode, we saw um, the, 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 the son of, I keep forgetting what they were called besides the gin. They were called, Uh, they uh, were the uh, the clandestines. clandestine yeah the clandestines so the the son of the clandestine leader was given kind of similar powers and uh in doing so he doesn't have a bangle (laughs) right so like does she really need the bangles the bangle and then 
very subtly uh, when Aisha found the bangle, they mention, oh, there should be two of them, one on for each one for each wrist. Um, and this is something you guys might not have noticed, but in that room where Aisha found the bangle on the floor is the symbol for the 10 rings from Shan Chi. So it's quite possible that the bangle is related to the 10 rings, right? Which also gives you all kind of lady sparkly. Oh, interesting. Right. So there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of unanswered questions to me about this power that she has. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, again, Clearly, at least part of it is from her ancestry as being part from another dimension, I guess. Right. Uh, and but how much of it is the bangle? How much of it is uh, the, the the artifact, I should say, right. which is the bangle and how much of it is her? And does her know it this time. and we don't know, like, it does her mother have the power? We don't know why Cameron didn't have the power until his mom transfers it to him at the end there. So, yeah, yeah there's and, a lot and, of unanswered power. Questions. And we'll point out none of these clandestine people had any kind of power like she power. has. Right. I mean, they could they they had they were they could Super make like their weapons appear and things like that, but they didn't have, they certainly don't have her power. So yeah, it's, it's, it's unclear, I guess is the best way to put it right now about her power. Uh, but um, it is kind of interesting that now her mom knows about it as well. So it's mm-hmm. not, it's becoming less and less of a secret identity, I guess, because Bruno knows about it and <laughs> not Nadia. What's her friend's name? Nakia. 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 Yeah. So um, quite a few people are finding out about it, but yeah. um, and I guess we'll find out. Maybe we'll find out more in the last episode. I'm feeling like we probably won't though. I think this is something that's going to come up in the the well, sequel, which is going to be a movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we, and we don't really understand uh, Najima Cameron's mother. We don't understand her power, how she was able to transfer power at the end there through the rift yeah yeah so that was also we don't know if she actually did she have that power in her and then i mean that part i think is we can talk a little bit more about that later but i thought that part was actually quite confusing didn't really we didn't get enough background i think to understand how that happened yeah and i I guess that's what i'm trying to get at is I, i i feel like we're getting bits and pieces but not getting a good whole picture of how this all works mm-hmm. which is usually not what marvel gives us they usually give us by the end they kind of let you know where it came from but we'll see we'll see we got one more episode right yeah yeah so um what else and are we going to talk about okay and it's and it's real interesting you talked about her the bangle being it versus the terrigen mist in the comics she is actually one of the first ones, her and Scarlet Witch are some of the first ones to actually pull in the X-Men. Oh, interesting. So huh. she because by becoming an inhuman, that matches up with the X-Men being being inhumans, basically. So that's kind of how they they're get, mutants, though. Yeah, they're, they're, they're mutants. Yeah, the X-Men inhumans. are not inhumans. But it's that's how the, that's how that's one way they get brought in is through these inhumans. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but speaking of which, I think Sam is going to talk about some of the relationships. Oh yeah. That 
Kamala has because there's a lot of them. Yeah, we have so many, right? We especially in this these last couple of episodes, we're seeing a lot of development in the relationship with her mother, um, and of course, some with her grandmother, and then in the towards the very end, we we see with her great grandmother, of course, when she rescues her great grandmother. Um, Derek, you're you're questioning. She re- she's the one no, who rescued the great grandmother is the one that dies. The grandmother. Oh, sorry. The grandmother's the one she rescues. You're right. Sorry. The great, right. She has a a moment with her great grandmother and then she rescues her grandmother's uh, Sana. Yeah. So I I think the relationship with the mother is is one of the more interesting relationships uh, that's happening. I mean, it's a very typical mother daughter relationship. But then we're seeing, we're finding more about the mother and how the mother was a bit of a rebel herself. You know, of course, her her mother seems very straight laced at the you know several first episodes, and then now Kamala's finding out that her mother uh, went around and followed Bon Jovi. So, <laughs> you know, fun little tidbits like that, and how, how her mother was kind of a, a rebel in Pakistani um, in a Pakistani community. So, I think that's really nice to see. Again, we see her relationship with her grandmother. It seems quite close. Um, And of course, you know, her grandmother has the same vision that she does. And that's what brings them on this trip to Pakistan. Um, I think that is a really nice thing to see. An interesting side note for that is the relationship between Kamala's mother and the grandmother and how they seemed kind of estranged at the beginning. And now during this visit to Pakistan, it seems like they are sort of rekindling that relationship as well. The other family members, there's some great ones. I mean, I think the brother is uh, an interesting character being, um, you know, sort of helpful to Kamala and protective of her and uh, sort of helping her with her a little bit overprotective mother. The father is obviously got a great sense of humor and is, you know, trying to trying to be funny and cool. I, I like his character. Um, but then I think there's some other relationships uh, that we just learned about uh, well, or, or new character. Uh, Kareem, who is the 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 boy, the teenage boy with the red scarf over his face. Um, the this is bringing in the characters from the comics. There were there was the red dagger in the comics was a hero, but was actually Cameron, not Kareem. Right? Okay. Am, am no, I correct, I, Derek? I, I, I was incorrect earlier ah. when we discussed this. Okay, so yeah, so in, I was in, I, in the comics. Kareem is red dagger. However, in the show, red dagger is shown to be more of a group or an organization yeah. well yes I, there are there is a group but i would say kareem is kareem is fulfilling that role as he's red the only one that's still alive right he's alive he's using the the scarf and he has clearly like hardcore um knife throwing skills which kind of reminds me of um a different superhero tv show on netflix called the umbrella academy but not to <laughs> not to divert there I can go. I can go even older than that. In the movie El Dorado, the unfortunately now late <laughs> James Caan, his main weapon he does is throw a knife, and that's uh, how he defends himself. John Wayne movie, excellent. So anyway. yeah. So anyway, Kareem's a new character. We see her 
uh, meeting him in Pakistan and, and becoming friends and then sort of hanging out with him, even in, you know, with his friends. And of course, Kareem is with her when she's, you know, fighting the Dijin in Pakistan and, and helps her and, and his group, uh, unfortunately, uh, ends up befalling to to uh the Dijin. Um but there's some other characters. Of course we've got Bruno, her best friend back at home, who clearly has a crush on it's her. So far into the friend zone. Yeah, poor Bruno. Yeah. Um yeah. and you know she definitely won't even talk about Bruno. Um we've got <laughs> we, we've got <laughs> we've we've got Cameron, who obviously she has a crush on. He's sort of the opposite of Bruno, and Cameron just got powers, so we know he's going to play a central role when she gets back to New Jersey. Um, that'll be an interesting. We'll see sort of if he becomes a young Avenger as well. Um, and then uh, we, of course, have. Um, Cameron and Bruno developing a relationship. Then need I say? I mean, well, now it's at least a relationship in which he now knows his name. So right. Yeah, Instead of calling him Brian, right? Was when he goes, Oh my God, I really didn't think it was Brian this whole time. Like <laughs> that made me laugh out loud. That me too. <laughs> but I, I think that'll be interesting also to see now, now that Bruno, now that um, Cameron has superpowers and Kamala obviously has her superpowers. Then we're going to see, you know, this interaction between the three of them a lot more. Plus now her friend um, who, you know, also knows the, the female friend also knows that she's got this power. So it'll be interesting to see, do they become kind of a foursome two with superpowers two without, you know, well, I guess we'll, we'll wait and see, but I, I think the development of the relationships here focused mostly on, um, you know, in these episodes focused mostly on the mother, daughter, grandmother, great grandmother relationships in that storyline. But I thought it was very interesting and, and very well done. And I would almost be willing to bet the mother does have powers. Yeah. You know, I wonder just, just because if great grandma, grandma and daughter have it, the the mom's got to have now whether she is aware of those whether she's she would be the it seems to me she would be the kind that would be suppressing the powers yeah maybe so, or maybe so, she's never put on the bangle and maybe right. that's why her powers haven't been activated because so grandma the, had the vision we know but we don't know if mom had the vision episode one yeah. she knew what the bangle was and she told her to put it away true but she knew we knew what the bangle was True, but we don't know if that's because she saw her mother wearing it or something versus she wore it herself. So I I, th- I I think it's yet to be determined if mom has had has powers and if they've been activated. And another thing with the grandma, did you, I don't know if you noticed it, but she was wearing like some really thin bracelets and they made a point to have Kamala point those out. And she said, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you can have these. Yeah. And so... That tells me that I'm not convinced it's the bangles. It's, it's maybe it's the, she has to have, because did those look like, could they could have been three of the 10 rings? Oh. Uh, well, I think, I think, I think uh, Shang-Chi has all the rings. But does yeah. he still? Because who knows where this is in the timeline? Oh. Mm, I think he's got now, you, now you're getting too, too marvelly there, Derek. Yeah, oh. too marvelly. <laughs> This Don't get all Marvel in your Marvelness, okay? Theory that Marvel fans thrive on. <laughs> so Sam kind of teased it a little bit, but Kate, there are also some 
non-family, non-related factors that are playing very, very big into this into into the show. Yeah. So one thing that I love so much about this is the innocence that this actress brings to Kamala. Her just this this innocence. That's really the only word I can think of. Like when the grandma was like, oh, yeah, you're a jinn. And she's like, you said that so like nonchalantly. Like you just said that so passively. Um, and and I promise this will tie into the outside factors. I love how each of the act of these outside factors that I'm about to say, she responds to each of them um, differently, but also just so innocently. It, she responds like a young teenager or a 16 year old, um, and and I love that. I love how this actress, how she responded when um, she found out that the mosque was. Um, Rated for was lack of a better term. Yeah, was a, a suspect there. Yeah, yeah, and and the Department of um, Damage Control. How she was like, oh my god, they think. Yes, Derek. Okay, having not seen all the Marvel series, Kate, it, have we seen Department of Damage Control before? I I don't remember very it. little. So they were in uh one of the they were in the last Spider Man movie. Yeah, Spider Man. Short time. Yep. Okay. That's how that's how we saw the um the male character, the male officer detective, whatever the, the, his name the woman was. I think was in it too, though. I'm not sure she, oh, was, she, she? was just in the background. Oh but, Shield yeah. was always the ones to clean See, up. The I knew Shield. I knew yeah. Shield, but the, the Department of Damage Control was completely new to me. Right. So um and just how she reacted with the oh my gosh, like they think they think that this person is doing something bad when she's really just trying to help. Um, and how she talked to, was it her dad or was it her rabbi? Or is her dad her rabbi? I, no, I get a couple people mixed up. Same. Okay. And it's when, an imam. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Is it, yes, yeah. not a rabbi. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. um, thank really you. not a rabbi. Yeah. <laughs> not a rabbi. Um, just but, says, says the one Jew in the group. <laughs> but um, how she said like, well, do you think that this could, that she could be doing something good? Like that, how should she handle this situation? I love how she went to him with that question um, and how she, she sought that out. Um, I think it will be very interesting to see what happens with Nakia, her best friend who Nakia, um, which props to her for running for the Muslim um, board, board yeah. or whatever that like, yes, get it. Uh, love that. Um, but how is that? I, I will be very curious to see how that relationship progresses with her friend who was like, this person's coming in here and ruining everything. And oh my God, it's my best friend. Um, <laughs> so that will be really interesting. And, um, and I, I also, and I know I keep raving about it, but her relationship with social media, you know, um, and how she hates it right now. Yes. But Bruno, at one point, Bruno was like, anonymity is a good thing. And she's like, but a million followers. If that isn't reminiscent of today's everybody and right. everyone, not yeah, just not today's, even use. But yeah. everyone that I mean, it's it's that when they said that, I was like, yeah, that's that's hey, a by real the way. Please like subscribe and share to our podcast oh, and share us with your friends. So it's true. It's true. <laughs> Uh, but well, 
but let, but okay. I'm getting a little off topic, but like people, yes, followers, but a lot, a, a lot of young, younger people, particularly, but not even just younger people realize that this is not just a way to fame, but it's a way to income. Because yeah. if you get a lot of followers, mm. then you get advertisers I have. and sponsors and things like yeah. that. So I think it's, you know, I think, I think uh, young people today are, aren't, aren't just thinking of it like, oh, I'm popular. It's, right. oh, I'm popular yep. and I can maybe monetize this. I've had yeah. so many of my, I teach, those of you who aren't sure, I teach freshmen typically. Yeah. So many of them want their career aspiration is to be a YouTube influencer. Right. Yeah. And I'm sorry, there's only so much influence to go around. Well, and it's harder. It's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. It's not easy, but, um, no, I mean, those, these, these, the people that do it and make a lot of money are devoting time to it for sure. My my eight year old wants to be a YouTuber. So, oh yeah, everybody does. (laughs) Everybody that's young does now, but, um, but other, other outside influences, um, with Kamala, then you've got these, these, the djinn who like at first were like, come, welcome. And then they were like, give us your things. And she was like, no. And they were like, give it to us. And they said, no. And then, and now like the part when she's like, but you said I was welcome here. Like what the, I just, I felt, I feel for Kamala because I feel like she is going through, and yes, it's on a gr- much grander scale, obviously, but she's going through what a lot of us go through. Um, you think that you're welcome in one circle and then you're not, and you upset your best friend and you're not sure if you want your whole world to be on social media. This, in my opinion, as someone who who social media is a big part of my career with being a speaker, um, I, I felt, I feel for her. I resonate with her. Um, so there are, you're right. There are a lot of outside factors. Um, Bruno going away to school. What is that going to mean for her? I feel like she hasn't really processed that yet. Cause there's been a lot of other stuff. No, I wonder if he's going to go though. I'm still questioning if he's going to go. Or if she goes with him. I want to say though, that her powers mm. give me very frozen feels. Yeah. I get very frozen. <laughs> Like, I totally just that. watched that movie. That. Yeah, just like a week ago with my Mom, kiddo. where is my super suit? <laughs> Mom, do you need to Her suit in this last episode. What? We will finally see her suit in the. This oh, yeah. nice. Well, now we we know does, where her symbol comes from. Does everybody? Does everybody think her mom's going to make it? That's what I think, right? Yeah, her mom's going to make the suit. Yeah. Mom or grandma and mom together. There's yeah. no Edna. Yeah. Yeah. There's no Edna Bruno. mode. <laughs> Bruno's good with the, no uh, with the, with the, with the, uh, what do you call the, um, spray paint there. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know the, I don't know if he's good at, as good at sewing. So. Oh, hey. Guys, I do have a couple other thoughts about the show and definitely feel free to chime in. One of my big thoughts is I don't ever think the clandestines were the real enemy. I really don't. I think there is a bigger power here. Yeah. And I think it's the Kree. Ooh, could be. The blue arm where they found the original bangles. 
aren't the Cree oh, blue? I missed that. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I just, I still want to know more about this like gateway realm between the worlds and like yeah. how that opened and how that got closed. It didn't make any sense to me. I'm not, I'm not complaining because I actually really like the show, but I just feel like there's got to be, I feel like we're going to see more. And I agree with you, Derek. I'm not sure the clandestines are the big bad. I've got, I have a couple, I have a couple of theories. Well, so I think we can say the clandestines are not because they are essentially all dead. dead. Um, And I did, I mean, go, you can go ahead with your theories, Derek. Najima's going to be back though. I'm not sure, but I, I I do think it's interesting that almost all the Marvel series we tend to get to the big bad right at the, the right at the yeah right at the end of the fifth episode, and, and we, did, we didn't did, hear right we we or like did we or did we okay so go for it Derek tell yes. us okay so I got two thoughts one you're gonna have to pull the Kree in somehow because you've got the scrolls getting ready to make the secret invasion. So the scrolls are not good guys. They aren't in, and this becomes one of those, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. The Scree are in basically covering the earth in fake people. Like we know that Nick Fury on earth right now is fake. We, we've seen that in previous shows. So it's one of those where the Avengers will kind of team up with the Kree because they're both going to have a common enemy in the scrolls. But for this show, I still think the big bad guy is the inventor slash Edison. Because there's just been, especially with that last, they made such a point of that Tesla poster that pulls that in. You've got... That's a good point. You've got Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, and Monica Rambo all dealing with electricity and and energy throwing. I still think, and I would not be a bit surprised to see if Bruno was somehow involved with that. Hmm. Just, like, what, do you think he'll be bad? What was the, what was the name of the power company or whatever that when they were was, standing up on the building? Edison, it, was Edison, it was Edison electric. Okay. Mm. It was Edison electric. So Edison and the person. Fi- okay. Quick history lesson. Edison and Tesla did not get along at all. It right. was uh, Tesla was AC, right? Edison was DC, mm-hmm. right? And it has nothing to do with Superman. Yeah, so, no comics. It wasn't right, comics. no comics at all. It's and Tesla ended up winning, which is why technically how your electricity works in your house is the electricity oscillates back and forth. Mm-hmm. The charge oscillates back and forth, and that's what powers stuff. DC think a battery. Hmm. is is direct current. So that was the side Edison chose and basically it proved too dangerous. Right. It would set on fire, right? Um, and it would kill people like electrocutions yeah. because they would use direct current because Edison's the one that came up with the electric chair and it was intended to show the dangers oh, of electricity God. but it showed how dangerous direct current was. Yet Edison was more famous. I know Tesla's quite famous now in part due to the car company being named after him. I thought was a funny comment. Oh, you're into cars. Yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, but Edison was much more famous than Tesla in our time because of, like I said, before the car company, because he it was the first to create the light bulb. So that's yeah. And Edison had a lot of a lot of inventions, and I can't slag on him too much because I have an Edison (laughs) award. So yeah, (laughs) I mean, yeah, Edison was great. Edison really liked to take ideas and perfect them. Mm-hmm. He didn't really come up with huge ideas on his own. We like to take ideas and perfect them and then take credit for them. Part of the reason you don't hear from Tesla is Tesla gave... Sounds a lot like Disney. Uh, <laughs> um, Tesla um, basically gave away all of his patents to Westinghouse because he felt that strongly about his electricity. So he never made a ton of money off of his electricity. Edison got incredibly rich until he got um, kind of screwed over by J.P. Morgan with General Electric because the two went in with General Electric together, and then Morgan bought out Edison. So, and that's your history lesson for the day. <laughs> I think we went way too far into that, to be honest. <laughs> and you thought you were watching a Disney Plus podcast? No, boy, we fooled you. You <laughs> looked at educate as well as entertain. Exactly, right. exactly. Entertainment. So, We've kind of talked about this a little. Kind of talked this about a little bit. I'm going to go back to you, Pete. Predictions. What do you want from the finale? What's going to wrap this up good, well for you? So um, before before I talk about that, I just uh, I wanted to comment about the show itself. I can't say this is the best Marvel show, but boy, I got to really say, like for me, anyways, I found it very interesting talking about all the stuff that they've brought in about. Pakistan and the history of um, of the the partition and everything like that. I didn't know any of that stuff, and 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 so that kind of that's like. I mean, you, we just joked about learning from your edu- from your entertainment, but you know, I feel like I'm learning about a culture that I didn't really know a lot about, and so I think that part of the show is very cool. Same. I, it isn't necessarily making the very best Marvel show I've ever seen, but it's from a from a doing something unique that like it's it's kind of daring that they they did this to me that they put a show out like this that isn't necessarily going to just you know isn't just all popcorn and fun and everything like that and especially one that's clearly targeted at a younger generation with a with a younger heroine um so with that um I've enjoyed all this, the side trip to Pakistan and everything like that, but I really want to see it kind of move back towards the story of this teenager and her friends and come to a res, obviously come to a resolution where, um, you know, we're settled in a good place. Um, I don't just want to see a cliffhanger that we don't find out the solution to for nine months because we got to watch Miss Marvel or, or yeah. the Marvels. Sorry. Um, so I, I, I hope that they put the show in a place where we can, we can kind of wrap up the story pretty solidly and then of course have the end credit tease. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, I don't, I, and I want to see like, is there a villain? Is there another villain out there? Who's the villain? So that's my comment. What, what, what do you think, Sam? 
Yeah, I'm I'm with you on just about everything, Pete. I, I want to see it wrapped up with a pretty little bow and then we get an, an end credit teaser at the end of episode six. Um, I do want to find out more about who's the next bad guy since we only got the clandestines for this series. I, I do have one prediction, like I said, that Najima is not gone because Cameron said something about his mom and I, I I just it just seemed to me like she's somehow gonna be coming back. I know that she was like turned to ash by whatever surge was coming from that portal to the Noor world, but I still feel like, you know, this is Marvel. We can bring anybody back from the dead. I mean, how many times did Loki get killed, right? And so <laughs> and we still have Loki in the universe. So and I mean Tom Hiddleston's Loki, not not all of these other Lokis as well. So yeah. Loki. Right. And now we also obviously with a multiverse, we can have anybody can come back in in a different in the same or different way because we have a you know an infinite um number of 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 universes that all might have slight changes so anyway i i just think it'll be interesting to see if she comes back if she has some tie into the big bad i think that might be something we see and then obviously how this will tie into the the upcoming movies but I, the other thing i'm i'm curious about is Cameron and his role and how, you know, is he, like I said earlier, is he going to become a, another young Avenger? We've seen a, quite a few female young Avengers coming out re- recently, right? Between Hawkeye and, um, and then of course, Ms. Marvel. And, you know, we have She-Hulk coming. We have a lot of female characters coming. And so I'm, I'm interested to see if, now, if Cameron's going to become part of the mix as one of the male characters, I do think it'll be interesting if we start seeing some, and I don't know if Marvel has this plan, but some non-binary um, young Avengers as well. I'm, I'm hopeful that that will be coming in the n- near future. Yeah. What about you, Derek? Um, I'll be perfectly honest. I'm looking at something up here on the side. I'm going to push it over to Kate for now and I'll come back. Yeah. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I don't have a super... Um, like, oh, I really hope this happens. I would love to know a little bit more about Kamala's mom, just a little bit, like, because I feel like she's got some kind of a secret that she's not quite telling. Uh, I hope Bruno doesn't go away. I really like him. Other than that, um, I just hope that they stay true to her innocence and her being a 16 year old and all of a sudden finding out that she's a, a gin and um, like, I just hope that they stay true to her character. If that makes any sense at all. But other than that, I have no idea even where to begin guessing who the next villain is going to be. So, okay. All right, Derek, back to you. Yeah. What I was looking up, Sam was how Cameron is involved in the comics. Cameron is also an inhuman. Um, and so, okay, I don't know this as well. Is Excelsior Academy where the X-Men go to school? No, that's Xavier's school for gifted children. Okay. Um, see, I did. That's why I asked people. Yeah. The the Inhumans Um, and the X-Men aren't exactly the same because again, the Inhumans are like alien yeah. DNA and the and the mutants are just right. mutants. <laughs> but Cameron ends up not being 
a good guy. Well, that's what I was wondering is if he's going to turn out. He is even though, even though he's in in this final episode, even though if he was going to turn out, even though he seems like a good guy and he didn't want to see her Kamala hurt. Well, I think because he got this power, he's going to end up being like the bad guy that they have to defeat at the end. I think we had said at the beginning, didn't we, in our preview episode, Mike and I both thought Cameron was going to go evil because he does in the comics. So, um, guys, what I want from the finale, guys, I owe an apology to Loki. I really owe an apology to Loki. (laughs) Because I didn't think anyone could talk more and do less than they did. Oh my word! <laughs> um, this this has not held my attention at all. Um, just it 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 hasn't. I understand that I am probably being a little bit jaded by the fact that this is the age group I teach every day. So it's not necessarily. I see these interactions literally every day during the school year. So there's not anything that new there for me. I mean, we have individuals, different cultures. We have some Islamic students that go to school where I teach. So I appreciate what they're trying to do. It's just not working for me. So what I want from the finale, I want to see who the bad guy is. I think I would not be surprised if we don't have a Captain Marvel cameo, especially if it's the end credit scene, because you've got to have some way to tie it. The end credit scene will tie her to the Marvels, which is her and Captain Marvel and Monica Rambeau. Right. So it will tie that up. It will tie her in somewhere. And Miss Marvel is almost the feature in that one. So she's going to kind of almost be the star of that from what I've heard. So I don't know. That's kind of what I want from the finale. I'm hoping that. So, so I don't want to do pixie dust, but. No, 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 we got, no. We got the opinion of Derek here that he's kind of yeah, on the show. What does everybody else think? Because I'm again, I don't think it's the best Marvel show, um, but I've been it's it's a type of show I'm enjoying it. I don't think I would go back to it, but I'm I'm enjoying it on the one pass because it does. I mean, the one thing I got to give Marvel is every show is different. That it yep. doesn't feel like you're just watching the same thing over and over again. And whenever, whenever I watch DC stuff, it's the exact opposite. It's like literally every DC thing seems almost exactly the same. The same. Agreed. Agreed. I, I'm, I'm with you, Pete. It's not my favorite of the Marvel TV series from Disney plus that we've seen. And it wouldn't be my favorite even compared to um, daredevil on Netflix, but I am enjoying it. I might watch it again. It's not something I'm going to rewatch over and over and over again, but I might rewatch it because I'm sure there's things that I have missed in particular in advance of the Marvel's movie. So I, I am enjoying it. Obviously we haven't seen the finale yet, but um, yeah, it's not at the top of my list, but it's not at the bottom of my list. I'm finding it enjoyable as well. I agree with Sam hundred percent. You, you said it better than I could, but it's not, it's not the absolute top, but it's definitely not the bottom. So you guys, I had, you guys, I had something to add, but it is completely gone. So I have no idea. <laughs> That's all right. um, but so, yeah, next week we will be hitting that. But the other thing we hit this week is the Baymax shorts did come out. We had watched Big Hero 6 several weeks ago. And now they came out with a series of, I believe it was six, eight to ten minute shorts featuring Baymax. So, um, Sam, I'm going to talk about you throw it to you just as far as uh and gina we're not quite ready for episode three yet 
but just in general, <laughs> how, you know, how does it connect to, yeah. how do we see the tie into the Big Hero 6 movie? Yeah. And I know, I think you have watched some of the series. Am I also correct on that? I, I have watched some of the series, um, uh, meaning the prior series, uh, Derek is, is referring to that they, the Disney Channel series that they did. Um, the, there are some characters that tie in from the Disney Channel series. I confess I only watched a f- episodes here and there it wasn't like something i watched religiously um but this this really the tie-in is really baymax himself right we don't see the entire big hero six crew we don't see all the superheroes we do see hero Hero. yes we see hero in the last episode um um, we see him in all of them oh we do there's an credit scene in every single one where it's him baymax okay well i missed i definitely missed uh some of those yeah you have to to watch past some of the credits oh see and i yeah i don't i don't on, do marvel. that all the I mean, way past marvel, I, so. right but i i wasn't really thinking of it in the normal marvel context because it's a tv show but anyway um yeah it's it the real the tie-in is baymax really i mean it's it's him helping uh, some of which are new characters and some of which i think are characters from that prior TV series with some problem or issue. The first episode um, stars Baymax and Aunt Cass. Aunt Cass was, um, you know, was Hero's aunt and she's runs a coffee shop, a cat cafe actually. And she ends up spraining her ankle and it's about how Baymax is trying to help her with her cafe and, and sort of teaching a lot each one sort of teaches a lesson. Um, And so it's a, it's a, this one is a, a really nice series um, it's, I know that it's getting, um, people on the conservative end of the political spectrum quite mad, uh, particularly episode three. And let's um, go ahead and dive into that, Sam, because okay. yeah. talk a little bit, talk, what is the controversy in episode three? Because it's definitely there. Yeah. And, well, there's your thoughts yeah, on there. There's a, a couple of things that I would say that are, that, that some folks are going to find controversial, just the fact that the episode is about a girl getting her period for the first time, right? So a preteen girl at school gets her period for the first time and Baymax essentially comes to the rescue. So even just talking about that, I think there are some folks who are, um, you know, quite uh, uncomfortable with that topic, which in my opinion, is silly. It's something natural that happens to anyone, pretty much anyone who is born with a vagina. Um, and I say born with a vagina because I'm not going to even use the term female or woman. And that brings me to the other issue in, that people are going, that some conservatives are up in arms about, which is in the store when Baymax goes to get uh, pads or and tampons for this preteen girl who's just had her period for the first time, She's getting Baymax is getting advice from a b- number of people who happen to be in the store, which I presume is a CVS or something like that. And one of those folks who uh, gives Baymax advice happens to be a transgender man and recommends, you know, uh, whatever pad or tampon of choice. And so, um, you know, all the folks who are helping Baymax all are people who presumably have or had vaginas and they are giving Baymax advice of what to get for this young girl. And I think it's wonderful that, you know, Disney is showing different representation of people, uh, especially at this time in political history. Um, I, I know I'm, I'm speaking to the sort of, I'll, I'll call it the peanut gallery. Cause I know you all are, uh, have similar feelings to, to me about this, but it, 
I don't think it should be controversial, but apparently some folks, uh, probably in places where you can't say the word gay, um, are up in arms about this. Yeah. So, uh, so I'll pass it around to, to my my friends, but though I, I come to that and I'm like, but isn't this really completely different from that in that, like, this is all women, uh, you know, this is something all women have to deal with. Regardless. All people born with vaginas who have well, to deal okay. with. Well, <laughs> okay. Sorry. All people born with vaginas have to deal with. Like, it shouldn't be a, it shouldn't be a controversial topic. Agreed. When I watched the episode and I knew something very similar happened with Turning Red, which did not go into quite as much detail as this did, but they made some jokes that in, in, for those that didn't see Turning Red, there's some jokes when, uh, uh, the main character is turning into a panda that the mother thinks that she's gotten <laughs> she's her gotten first her period. period. Yep. And so like, she's trying to give her pads and things like that. And it's played more for humor than, than this, which clearly discusses the topic, uh, you know, that, that some people are bothered by. So it's like, I, I when I watched this, I was like, Oh man, if people were bothered by this thing, the same way pete i was like that's this is gonna yeah this is gonna get some people fuming <laughs> but like but so like my, silly though my wife and my daughter really like really like i identified with this episode you know totally. and so so i think you know as a, as a someone born without a vagina <laughs> Um, you know, maybe didn't hit as close to home, but it's still having a daughter, you know, she went through every, every child, you know, uh, goes through that. And, uh, um, uh, you know, it's, so it's, it's, I don't know. I, I thought it, I thought it was great, but, uh, yeah, I can see, I can, I can see, uh, why don't we get, uh, Kate's, uh, no, I agree. I wish I had had something like this when I was, a kid because it would have made me feel less alone, especially, I mean, I, I can't speak Sam for when you were a kid, but when I was a kid, like you just re- didn't really talk about it like at all. Yeah. Like, talk about you it. told your, you told your mom if you had a mom, right? Like you told yeah. your mom and, and your mom got you what you needed, but like it, yeah. I mean, I guess but we talked were, about it in sex ed, but not, but that was like, but that, it wasn't the yeah, teacher was talking about it. We it weren't talking about, about it. It wasn't focused on. So um, it was the perfect blend of comedy and comfort and honesty. Um, I liked it a lot. I, I mean, you all were watching my reaction as I was watching it. I love Baymax. I just want a Baymax. I think everyone <laughs> wants a Baymax. Um, but uh, love the transgender representation. Um, and just... Uh, I liked it. I liked it. But, but as I was watching it, I was like, ooh, if people were mad about turning red, <laughs> we're going to be real mad about this one. So, They're going to be big mad. That's what I was thinking mad. when I was watching it. They're going to be big mad. And I was like, bring it on. Be <laughs> mad. <laughs> big mad. Big mad. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, okay, it's an, it's an episode about it. Um, trying to think as a teenage boy. Um, they I should have one about wet dreams next. Wow. <laughs> no. No. no really. That's a completely different thing. No. no. I think Disney should draw the line there. Puberty lessons. Come on. Puberty lessons. Um, <laughs> they don't have to show anything. I, you know, my to talk about it. Thought no. was knowing a bunch of 12 year old boys because my son's <laughs> been that age very recently. 
<laughs> I'm not sure her friend would have been as cool about it as he was. Does that does that make sense? He would have been freaking out a little bit more. I understand why they didn't have him do it. Yeah. But um had him freaking out a little bit more. And I guess ha- someone who is squarely not in the not just in the Bible belt, but I'm pretty much in the buckle mm-hmm. in Kansas. Uh, yeah, you are. Um I guess I t- actually took the and I didn't get a good look at him. The guy who said these are the ones I do. My initial thought was that's a husband buying him for his wife. No. And, and, he was and, wearing Okay, you see I missed it. I missed it totally. No, that's okay. That's okay. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't think that was super like it was that wasn't in your to, face. To me where people subtle. I think the I think the reason people complain about these type of things or the main reason people complain about this is, is my kid can see this without me being there and then I, how you know then I have to explain things and ah good and good. Well, yeah, right good. But that's Thanks. not how that's not people's attitudes but I so I think that particular I, that particular moment I don't think it child would even notice no i, I don't agree know it was either. quite so, subtle it was yeah. that was definitely yeah. more uh an adult would notice but you know what right. it might it might be that another transgender person would notice though that's the other part so maybe a young person who happens to be transgender might notice it and also feel um that they were being represented, right? Because you don't see a lot of, as Kate put it, you you don't. Ha- there isn't a lot of transgender representation in mainstream media, in television, right? And so, this is a you know a nod to that, and kudos to Disney for doing this and and normalizing talk about periods in general. Right, but I'm but I'm just saying, I think the reason that this type of episode would be complained about would be. Hey, now I have to explain this to my four, five-year-old. Ah, <laughs> you know, and um, good. Why is well, that's my yeah? I'm, I'm with you. I'm like, <laughs> right? yeah. I'm like that's okay. You're gonna have to ex- you're gonna right. have to explain to it, explain to him sometime. So right. you know, better I, early than better, you know, than than late. Yeah, but uh, because these were um, TV PG, so yeah. parental guidance. So you're yeah. supposed to be sitting there if you're showing these to your five-year-old. Your parents are supposed to be there with them. Yep. Right. And now I understand how often that does or does not happen. <laughs> but um, but the, the series as a whole, I thought was very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't as like hilarious as say Doug days or the Olaf shorts. Yep. Like just la- constant laugh out loud. It was more but, lesson-y, you know? Yeah. yeah, but it was very, it was very charming is what I would say. Just very charming, very, you know, heartwarming, I thought. And also very quick though. I mean, we watched all six in a single sitting Mm -hmm. and you know, when you take out the credits at the end, as Derek said, I think there were like probably six to eight minutes long. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's not, it's not like they're going to eat up your day. So are we doing pixie dust? Most of of them were like seven minutes. We're going to go the rest of the way around this horn. Just thoughts, general, if there's anyone else has general thoughts about this series. So Sam, any other thing, anything else you want to talk about? Just I thought it was enjoyable and I liked that each episode had a lesson and that they had different characters, you know, that we got to know in, in the different episodes. And then had at the last episode, I know that they're, the characters kind of all came back or a bunch of them came back. Yeah, I will say the last episode is where I really rolled my eyes because really Marvel explosions, really the only thing that could have made it more having to beat the explosion clock 
Oh, I think right. it would have made more marvelly was if they had actually blown up the building. <laughs> so, but, but then everybody has to live in the multiverse. So, well, yeah. I mean, it, it's a cartoon. You obviously know what direction it's, it's not going. MCU. <laughs> no, but it's just one of those where I'm going, really, we need the explosives. Seriously. <laughs> Kate, any, any last thoughts? Okay. Sure. In that case, I am going to start with you on this one then. Got our Pixie Dust ratings. We got Pixie Dust ratings out of five for the series as a whole or for the ones you happen to have watched. Three. I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to give it a three and a half because I would rewatch some of them, but I'm not sure I'd sit and rewatch all of them. Derek? Um, Mainly for me, because as you guys said, it was not Doug Days and it was not Olaf Presents. So it it drastically fell short that way. It says something that the funniest episode to me was the one with the cat. So, (laughs) yeah. And if you're talking lessons, yes, I understand. They talked a little bit about this with the um, with the older uh, Asian American uh, lady, but where's the mental health? If you're gonna, if you're really gonna hit what people need today, and you're really gonna want to teach those lessons, where's your episode on true mental health? Yeah, that would be a good so, one. Maybe next season two of oh, Baymax. We don't need a season two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next week we are doing the Miss Marvel finale. And I understand, guys, we have just gone to tape. We have just started doing these on recorded. But for the series finale, we are going to do a live show. It will be next Tuesday at 9, 8 Eastern, our normal times. Oh, I don't know if I can go back to live. Oh, it's too confusing. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna end up doing guys about one live show a month typically a finale or something big along those lines may not happen every month but we really feel that going on the recorded versions really let us we really think it's going to help grow the podcast so let's just get a little bit more in depth let's us get where things go guys if you like the yeah and shows will be released every Thursday on YouTube and the podcast on different podcasting platforms. Guys, if you like the recorded, if you don't like the recorded, email us. Email us at plusplatoon at gmail.com. Let us know what you think and why. Please don't just say, I don't like the recorded. Tell me why. Give me a reason. I'm an English teacher. I need to, if someone just says, no, I don't like it. Yeah. Tell me why. Because you have to back up your reason. It has to be at least a three-paragraph essay. No, 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 no. I didn't say that. No, like a one-sentence or two-sentence explanation oh, of, of why you like it or why you don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Just let us know. So, Because it helps us figure out, you know, what's the best way to go forward. Yeah. Because we are enjoying this so much, but we want more people to listen to us also. We want more people to... We want to grow our platoon. We want to grow our community. So... Guys, with that, we will see everyone on Tuesday next week at 9, 8 Eastern and 9, 8 Central. And with that, we will say goodnight, everyone. So or you can listen to it on Thursdays. Or you can listen to it on, yes, it will still come out on Thursdays on YouTube and on all major podcasting platforms. So with that, guys, we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Good night. Bye. 
for watching this week's episode of the Plus Platoon. Be sure to subscribe to the Plus Platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week. Then head over to Apple Podcast and leave those five-star reviews as they help make the Plus Platoon visible to even more Disney Plus fans. Also, go to YouTube and like and subscribe to the Plus Platoon channel where you can watch all future episodes live. If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Plus Platoon. The Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or the Disney Plus streaming service. All opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the individual hosts and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company. Thanks for watching and be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode because the Plus Platoon is to be continued. Continued.